Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to Late Night Football, a match reaction show. It's finished Arsenal 3, Newcastle 0. Uh, another brilliant performance from Arsenal. And I tell you what, uh, you know, there are moments, there are moments where you, where, you, you know, you, you come into a, a, a season or the end of the season and you think, this is where it all clicked. This is where everything changed. And I think that Chelsea game, Arsenal against Chelsea, uh, when he when he had to bring in Emil Smith Rowe, when he had to kind of change the way the Arsenal are playing, I think Arteta might look back at that moment and say, "This is when the season turned for us." Uh, I think I, I think that might be a bigger significant significant sorry moment for Arsenal than the uh, the FA Cup win. I, I think that, that 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 game against Chelsea might be an even more significant moment. But I, I think the continuation of that has is just the momentum from that has just been going. And they came into this game, and, and it wasn't easy in that first half. It wasn't easy. Uh, there were a lot of missed chances. I mean, Aubameyang misses a completely almost open goal. He hits the shot on the post, and you're thinking, "Oh my God, is this is this another another one of those days for Arsenal?" I mean, they drew against Crystal Palace nil nil, and some of the old frailties came back. But then today, uh, you know, and then it's, it's all starting to sort of go a little bit wrong. Arsenal have not created a lot of chances. Newcastle seem like they uh, that they want to be a little bit more on the front foot, to be be a bit more offensive, and I will talk about that. Uh, you know, but. But Arsenal, you know, they just this is this is something different. And in the second half, they came out. They came out with purpose. They were like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna stick at this. We're not gonna let our heads drop." And then five minutes in, they just score a beautiful goal. I mean, Aubameyang just crashes in. It's almost like he's upset with himself for missing that open chance. So he goes, "This I'm just gonna blast it in." And he blasts it in, uh, catches Dalo out cold, and it's it's one nil. Uh, and then Bukayo Saka. I mean, what can you say about the player? You know, uh, actually more than that, Emil Smith Rowe does all the hard work. I think his introduction has really transformed Arsenal. I think him, uh, Gabriel Martinelli and Bukayo Saka, I think could be a three, a midfield, an offensive midfield three. I think that could very well be, if if they can keep this level up, and that's a big if with Arsenal plays, but if they can, uh, that could be something special, sensational and special trio uh, of players there. But I mean, he just, Smithro does all the hard work, gets, you know, bamboozles the Newcastle defence and Saka just starts slots at home. And scores a goal, and then Aubameyang finishes things off I, with that third goal, which I thought that was actually out. I thought Cedric had actually the ball actually gone out. I mean, it, it, when you look at it, uh, you know, it, it's 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 on your view. You might think, okay, there's maybe a centimeter, maybe a millimeter that's on the line, or it's off for me. And I always look at it as a naked eye test. I don't generally look at you know VAR and lines and all those things. But as for the naked eye, that looked at like the, that for me, it looked like it was out. Uh, so I would have given that if I was the referee, I would have said no, that's out. But I get, you know, I also get the point about it being, you know, give the benefit of the doubt to the to the attacker. It's the fact is whether you give it a goal or not, they wouldn't have changed the result anyway. I think it's just an extra goal for Arsenal uh, and for Aubameyang, and that's great for his stats. And probably goal defense might be an issue later on down the line, maybe. But I mean, it wasn't going to change the result for this game anyway. I think Newcastle were defeated long before that. Uh, but you know, nonetheless, it's good. It's good for Aubameyang to score two and, and get a little bit of form going for himself. And for Cedric, too, who doesn't play a lot, he gets an assist. Uh, so I think he can be happy as well about that. So it's a nice little confidence-boosting goal. Uh, but they finish this 3-0. And I mean, one of the things, I, I think some of the things that I noticed from this game, I think first of all, I think uh, Smith-Rowe, I mean, there's going to be a lot of talk, oh, you know, you know, Arsenal don't need Ozil because they've got Smith-Rowe and all of that. I think Smith-Rowe, you know, even before Ozil left officially, I think he'd already taken over that role. You know, he was doing it in the Europa League. Now he's coming to his own here in, in the Premier League and he's showing that he can do it here. So I, I think they've already got that sorted. The question is, do they want to go out and buy another attacking midfielder? Because that's an area that they do have a concern. It's, it's hard to say because, uh, you know, the question is, if, if Smithrow is going to be your number one attacking midfielder, then how do you go out and who do you go out and buy 
and convince them that you know what you're going to be number two to this 19 20 year old kid uh, you know and we don't want to spend a lot of money on on, on a player because you're going to buy a backup player so you're going to you, you don't want to spend too much money because then that price tag kind of gets get creates an illusion as well so who do you buy who's going to be okay with you know playing second fiddle to 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 smithrow and who's still going to be of sufficient quality that he's not that that he can come in and be a replacement when needed it's very hard it's the hardest thing in the world to do is to buy a player that you want to put on the bench so i i i don't see arsenal making any deals i mean they probably should but i don't see them maybe a loan deal for someone maybe i i i can't think of any names right now but maybe a loan deal for someone to come in and maybe provide some competition but i i don't know where they're going to turn to find that sort of player so i i don't know about that maybe arsenal fans can answer that question but i mean he was excellent today he was brilliant today and i, I and there's there's not a lot that you can say about a performance other than the fact that it was just just incredible the way he's played and the way he's transformed this team i think him and martinelli have really changed uh, arsenal a lot and i think that that is going to be something special to watch over the years i got saka again looked really really good today and uh, i mean it's you know it, it's it's saka has been consistent throughout the season i i think he's been brilliant throughout the season it's it's just that he didn't have players in the same wavelength arsenal were in a bit of a rut Uh, for a long time, and you know his good work was often going unnoticed. So the work that he was putting in before the goal, there was no way to finish them off because Aubameyang is not in form. But now he's got players around him who are, you know, in form, who are understanding what he wants to do, and so they're kind of responding to that. I thought he's had a he had a very good season last season as well. I think it was almost a bit like Alfonso Davis the way he came in because he was someone who can play left back as well, left wing back. He can play as a left midfielder, left winger, so he can pretty much play anywhere on that left hand side. Now he can also play on the right wing, but he can play anywhere on the left hand side. So. You know, he he looks like that sort of player that that you know that you can put him anywhere on the left, and you know you're going to get a good performance. I think now Arteta has seen that he is going to be, you know, the, a winger. He's not going to be a fullback. He's going to be a winger. He's going to be a right winger or left winger, but he's going to be a winger. So I think that's that's good to have that clarity on that position uh, for him. I I said this I think a few weeks ago. I put it out on social media, so the posts are there. I said I think if the current trajectory holds, I think Saka will be a much better player than Mason Greenwood. I think Mason Mason Greenwood has stalled a lot. Uh, or the since you know his sensational burst of goals toward the end of last season, I, I, and there's some issues there. There are some personal issues, some problems that that is going through. I think Saka is just going through gears right now. I think Saka is much much better than Mason Greenwood. Greenwood is, and I, I, you know, I, I, there's still a long time. Both of them are pretty young, so you, we don't know what's going to happen. But at the moment, Saka just looks like a more complete player. He just looks like someone who can do, you know, what's required. He can score goals. He can assist. He can defend. You know, he's, he can track back. He does a lot of good stuff, and I think. Uh, It's it's sort of clicking for him a little bit. I think this team is kind of clicking for him, and and that's a good thing. Obviously, uh, I think uh, yeah. I I just feel I just like Saka. I think Saka is probably my second favorite player at the moment. English young player to watch. I think after Phil Foden, I think those two you know really really good players to watch. And I, I like I like Saka. I like Smithrow as well. Uh, and it hurts you know. It, sometimes you say that as you know, and you think about all these great young players that Arsenal are producing, and you kind of wonder where other clubs are. But but I just it's just it's just amazing and incredible to see. Uh, from Arsenal, I thought Saka had another good game today. It's a good goal that he took, and he had a good game today. And I think uh, uh, the, the the keys though, and there were three keys today, and, and, uh, and it's great to have those young players. But three keys: one was Aubameyang getting back into form in the goal-scoring form. That first half miss that he had, you know, you kind of think, oh my God, is this is this one of those seasons for Aubameyang? Is, are people going to start writing obituaries about him? Is he is he is, now that Özil has gone? Is he the next controversial figure? Does he need to be dropped for a little while? Does he need to be benched? I think he should. Showed up in the second half and he completely blew uh, Newcastle away. Two great goals that he took, and I think he's now starting to enjoy. So I think he will enjoy this role that he's playing, where he's got young players around him. So you know he's got young, you know he's got players who can sort of dovetail with him, where he doesn't have to put in as much effort, you know, as he probably was putting in the past. He can be a bit more relaxed. He can focus more on on his primary objective, which is scoring goals. You know that that will help him, and I think he'll become a better player for it. 
and the two goals would really help his confidence. I think, I think, I think he's showing that now as he's playing a little bit more freely, he's playing with a bit of a smile on his face, he's enjoying himself. I think that's just going to mean that he's going to get better and better as the season goes on. And Arsenal still have a lot to play for uh, this season. Um, the other two, I think, was I think it was good for Thomas Partey to get a bit of game time. It's only Newcastle, but I think it's good for him. I think he shows what he brings to the table. I, you know, I, I, he, when he plays, Arsenal just look a lot more defensively solid when he plays. And I think I think it's key what he brings to the team. I think is much much is, is a big key of what Arteta wants to achieve. And I think he's going to be a big big part of that. You know, it may not be in this game, but he will show up in some of the bigger games, and he will look the part. And and he will, and you will see why Arsenal bought him and why Arteta likes him so much. I think that, that I think that that was important for him this game just to get that fitness up and just to get uh, things going. I think I think a lot of the good stuff that Newcastle did was stopped because of what Partey was doing. So I thought that was that was a good positive for him. I think the biggest positive though is, is uh, the biggest key though, and you could take it as a positive. You could might be maybe take it as a negative, but I, I think it's a positive. Is Kieran Tierney. I, I think him not playing against Palace, I think it was a big contributor to why they didn't score a goal. But he is now. You know, I said it yesterday. I said, is Luke Shaw the second best left back in the league? He probably is, but I think Kieran Tierney is not far behind to probably be number three right now. Uh, you know, he's, you know, it's it's just amazing how Scotland have two great left backs or two very good left backs uh, in Robertson and Tierney. Uh, but Tierney is just sensational in that left back role. I think he just looks so good um, in that in that channel where he just comes in. He's and I think it's helping Aubameyang as well because it means Aubameyang can go a little bit infield. He doesn't always have to hug the touchline as a winger, so he can probably go inside. Something I think Maitland Niles doesn't offer as much because he's not left footed. So he so Maitland Niles doesn't offer that uh, that left that width on the left back. I think. Uh, um, Kieran Tierney offers that, and he's someone who's a, he's, he's not afraid of marauding down. He puts in good crosses. He knows how to link up play with the with the offensive players. I mean, it's just it's just amazing how much you know fullbacks can contribute if they are offend, offensive minded. How much they can contribute to a team. I think that's just sensational and superb to see. So, I think that's that's I think Arsenal now as close to a complete team. At least their first eleven looks as close to a complete team as they have looked in a long, long time. The question is, how many of these players can stay fit? For the rest of the season, how many of these players can keep up this level? Um, and then the question is, how far they can go this season? I, I think it's not too late for a top six push. It, it's 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 hard to tell if they can make the top four. I think that might be be a bridge too far at this point, just based on what their season has been. But keep in mind, they still have they still have six games against the other top six, so there's still chances for them to to grab points. But I think top six definitely is is, is an achievable target at this point, especially with Chelsea sort of floundering a little bit, uh, you know, less than Southampton, a bit inconsistent at the moment, Everton as well. So you don't know what you're going to get from these three teams. So, you know, Spurs as well is, is you know, it's not necessarily, the, the, you know, they blow hot and cold. So there's opportunities there for Arsenal to try and close the gap down. They could make a push for top four, but I think top six is definitely a realistically achievable goal at this point. And I think that's really what they'll focus on. Barring that, they still the Europa League. And I think Arsenal now have, a, have an 11. If they can keep that 11 fit, I think they're a match for anyone in the Europa League. So I think they'll also look at that as well. If if the top six goal or the top four goal starts to sort of slip away a little bit, I think they still have a team that can sort of compete for the Europa League. I'm not saying they're going to win it, but I'm saying they can start to focus on that and maybe look at that as well as an option. So they've got things there that that, that I think now, I think now uh, at this point, I think Arsenal fans will look at the season with a lot, lot more optimism than they probably did even, you know, a month ago or two months ago. I, I think there's, there's, there's something there that I think Arsenal fans can look forward to and think, you know, maybe, maybe we can go somewhere. But that, but on that note, there's two teams, and I do want to talk about Newcastle. I think Newcastle came to this game, you know, all kinds of stories. I mean, there's there's talks of player bust up, you know, there's the fact that the fans are not happy with Steve Bruce, you know, they're not happy with Mike Ashley. Mike Ashley's trying to sell the club for whatever you know he can get for it, but he's 
struggling to find buyers. You know, he finds buyers, but then the Premier League sort of says, no, we're not going to sell it to these. You're not going to let you sell it to these guys. I mean, it's just a mess at the moment in Newcastle. And I think today's game, and, you know, as I was watching that game, to me, there was two things that, that I wanted to make a note of. The first thing with, with Steve is that, I mean, if, if what Newcastle did today is they tried to be on the front foot. They tried to play on the front foot. They tried to attack. I mean, it's, it's something to say that when you when you say you want to attack, but then you've got Almiron and Joel Linton. Joel Linton, by the way, is a 40 million pound striker who's playing as a, as, a, as your left wing back. And you've got Almiron who signed as this incredible attacking midfielder, you know, somebody who can create stuff and he's playing as a right wing back. So, I mean, there's something to be said about that, but they looked to play on the front foot. And I just wondered, A, was it because Bruce has finally had enough and said, you know what, I'm going to listen to the fans and I'm going to play attacking offensive football because that's what the fans want. So I'm going to do that. Um, and in, in which case, I think that was a mistake because you don't do that against Arsenal. If you're going to, if you, if there's one team that you should not be playing expansive football against is Arsenal because Arsenal will kill you on the counter-attack if you do that. So I think that was a mistake if he, if he did that, uh, if that was the reason why he did it, where he said, you know what, we'll play on the front foot, we'll listen. And I think it's a good example of why you should not listen to the fans every time. I mean, sometimes, yes, you've got to understand what the fans want. You've got to kind of, you know, uh, you know, you've got to know when to when to please them and when to just, you know, you know, stand firm because as a manager, you're the one, you've got to back yourself and your instincts. And I think in this case, if he agrees, if that was the reason why he agrees to the fans and said, this is what I, this is what you want, so this is what we'll do, I think that was a mistake. But I think the bigger reason why he played this way today, I think, is that because this was a free hit. I mean, Arsenal away, nobody expects Newcastle to win. So I think what he was, uh, and it, this could, I, I mean, you know, this is what I think he did. I mean, I'm not saying that this is absolutely what he did, but I think he went attacking because he said to himself, this is a, a free hit of a game. I'm going to go attacking because 99% likely we'll lose. But if we win, you know, we'll get a little bit of pressure off. We'll get some plaudits and maybe there's something there. But the likelihood is that we'll lose. And I can use that as an excuse to say, look, we try to play attacking. This team is not good enough to play attacking football. That is why we have to park the bus. Because that is the only way we're going to get points and we're going to avoid relegation. And I think that's, that's, that might be the mindset that he went in with in this game. He said, fine, let's attack. Let's have it your way. Let's try and attack. But you will see that you guys don't, are not good enough. And I don't think Arsenal are good enough to play a front foot style anyway. I don't think they have the... Sorry, Newcastle are not good enough to play the front foot style. They don't have the players to play it. I mean, they, they just don't. And there's no shame in that. That's just the reality of the situation. Do the fans deserve better? Yes, probably. But then that's a different conversation. I think right now, Bruce has got to work with the players that he has. And the players he has, they just can't execute the style that, that the fans want. So there's a, there's a bit of a conundrum there. And what do you exactly do with that? It's, it's a whole situation. But I, I, I just feel that there was a bit of a, 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 you know, there's a bit of a thing there that's going on. And, and how long is Bruce going to last in his job? It's, it's hard to say. You know, it, it, conventional wisdom says you should probably, probably sack him because he's getting closer. Newcastle are getting closer and closer to those relegation spots. But at the same time, you know, it's it's Mike Ashley. He's, he's a non-stingy person. So is he gonna is he going to uh, take uh, um, and Bruce off and then bring some? Who is he gonna bring in? Who's gonna come in? Who wants to come to this job? And those are sort of questions to be answered. But anyway, uh, that's not a concern for Arsenal fans. They've beaten Newcastle three 0 They start to now move back up the table, slowly starting to maybe threaten. Uh, you know, Chelsea and. Uh, Spurs and uh, Leicester and Southampton, I think uh, even Everton, Aston Villa, they're probably looking over their shoulders a little bit as well, thinking, all right, what's going on here? What's that's happening? That let's uh, let's be cognizant of, of this other team that's now starting to sort of climb its way up. But I mean, there's still so much, there's so many twists and turns left to go. But it's a great win, it's a great win, and the future future looks bright for us. And I think that's that's one of the biggest takeaways that you can that you can that you can uh, probably highlight from this game is the fact that they. Arsenal just have a brilliant core of young players that are coming through, and that's something that's really bodes well. But smash a like if you enjoyed the game, if you enjoyed this video. Uh, let me know what you thought in the comment section as well, and what, where, how far do you think Arsenal can go this season? How far do you think Newcastle can go this season? Uh, let me know what you think. 
And also, please remember to subscribe to the channel if you're new. I want to keep producing these videos. And, uh, you know, if you subscribe, that really supports, uh, that really helps with the, with the support me. And I can then keep, you know, producing the videos for you. So please do that as well. Thank you so much for watching. Have a good rest of your day or night, whatever time you're watching this. And uh, we'll see you again soon. There's more games coming up this week. I think there's games tomorrow as well. So maybe we'll be doing more match reaction videos as well. So stay tuned. Take care. Bye-bye.